And hello everyone, this is Rich Sports Talk, Sports Talk Worth a Million, and I'm your host, Dylan Rich. Thank you so much for joining us here today. And this is Fantasy Football presented by Rich Sports Talk. Now this year we're going to do a lot of fantasy football, and I want your feedback, guys. I'm going to do the top five players in fantasy for each position, not including kickers, because I don't think there's much of a difference between kickers, but I do think there is for defense and special teams. I'm going to give you my top five with a deep sleeper at every position, but I really want your help with this. Make sure to comment, subscribe, like, and of course, reach out to us on Twitter using the handle at Rich Sports Talk to let me know what you want. Do you want to talk about guys that you recommend, I say, stash on your bench for this week? Players that are in a lot of leagues being projected, but I give you reasons why you should sit them and be wary about sitting them. If you want it, I will talk about it. Just make sure to once again like, subscribe, and of course comment. But we're going to get into it. The quarterback positions. Top five this week for me in order. Number one, Carson Wentz. Number two, Russell Wilson. Number three, Patrick Mahomes. Number four, Lamar Jackson. And number five, Dak Prescott. So I'll give a little bit of background on each for Carson Wentz going against the Redskins defense. Not a good defense at home. I think he's also going to come out of the gate to prove a point. Don't forget that he's coming off a season where he was once again injured. Nick Foles once again won a playoff game and was good in the postseason. I think he wants to come out and prove that he is the guy and that Philadelphia made the right choice to give him that big investment. I'm expecting him to come out throwing and have a huge game. And I wouldn't be surprised if the organization does the same thing to make an exclamation point saying, look, this is our guy. We made the right decision. Number two, Russell Wilson at home. The Seahawks are a better team. And even though overall in fantasy value this year, I think he's going to take a slight dip, especially in this first week, though, at home against the Bengals defense that last year was the worst defense in NFL history. They did some nice pieces in the draft, but they're still a long way away from rebuilding. So Russell Wilson, this is a favorable matchup in this one. And now number three, a lot of people I'll get a little bit of pushback. Patrick Mahomes against Jacksonville. And look, Jacksonville's got a very good defense. But Patrick Mahomes, if you have any idea that you're going to sit him, that is just crazy because he is still a guy that I think is going to be when at the end of the season's all said and done. He is going to be the number one quarterback point getter in fantasy football. And even though they have a great secondary, Kansas City, they got a whole bunch of new tricks to start the season. So that's why I have him at number three. Number four, Lamar Jackson. Now, this will be a good spot start for him because especially against this Miami defense, they were 31st against the run a year ago. And don't forget, this team's morale isn't exactly great, and I'll get into that a little bit later as well. But they just trade in basically a bunch of their best players. I don't think morale is good. I think that this is a good matchup for Jackson. And like I said, he wants to make an exclamation point too. Finish the season on that brutal playoff loss. I think he's going to come out of the gate looking sharp, especially running the football. So he's a good spot to start. And number five, Dak Prescott. Look, he's playing for a contract. I know motivation seems to be the common thread, but he's going to want to come out and prove that he is the guy if he doesn't get the contract by Sunday. I think he wants to make an exclamation point. Look, that Giants defense, it's not that great. They don't have a great pass rush. His offensive line's healthy. I'm expecting a big game from Dak Prescott. And my sleeper this week is Jameis Winston against San Francisco. Look, Bruce Arians is a great offensive coach. I think especially in the beginning, he's going to have some nice play designs. And let's not forget, they still have Mike Evans. They have Chris Godwin. This team, they have weapons. And San Francisco doesn't have a good back end. They have a good front seven, but they have a bad back end. And I understand Winston's very hot and cold. 
There are also a lot of teams facing a lot of great defenses. So even like a guy, if you have a Matt Ryan, a Ben Roethlisberger, I mean, they're going to get some very good defenses in this first week. So this could be a nice spot start and get you some extra points by starting by starting Jameis Winston. And if you're in a two-quarterback league or you're really desperate for a starter or you don't like any of the matchups and you're looking for a deep sleeper, why not Jacoby Brissett for the Indianapolis Colts? Now, a lot of people are going to say, wait a minute. They're facing that incredible Chargers defense. But don't forget, this team, they've had the Melvin Gordon situation hanging over them this entire offseason, and now he's not going to be on the team. The biggest thing, too, is they lost their best defensive athlete, Derwin James, on the back end. I think Jacoby Brissett and this Colts team, I know this is going to sound like a broken record, but they're going to want to come out and show that Brissett is the guy and that they have confidence in him. And I think he'll have a solid game. I'm not expecting a huge outgoing but if you're expecting like 250 yards and two touchdowns, you just want a solid performance. I think Jacoby Reset could give that to you, especially if you're in a two-quarterback league or you're really desperate for a starting quarterback. All right, so my top five running backs for week one will be Alvin Kamara at number one, Christian McCaffrey at number two, David Johnson at number three, Saquon at number four, and number five will be Josh Jacobs. Now, a lot of people are saying, well, why do I have Saquon so low? Uh, be honest with you, I just don't love the matchup. Dallas is going to have a great defense. They're going to probably have a top five unit when the year's over. They have a great defense, and especially the one reason I don't love Saquon in this game, and look, you're still going to start him, but if you're expecting him to be the number one point getter this weekend, I think you're going to be disappointed because don't forget, Dallas is two of the best cover linebackers in the game. They're going to really do well, especially on the screen passes out of the backfield and covering. Look, I think he's still going to get a touchdown. I still think he could get potential for 100 yards. But if you're expecting like 150 yards and two touchdowns and a lot of catches out of the backfield, I think you're going to be disappointed. Now, David Johnson, I'm not a big fan of either, but I have him just slightly above. And I think the big reason why is especially that first week, people don't know what to expect from this offense. I think that they're going to catch some people off guard in the first four weeks, especially with Cliff Kingsbury. And look, Detroit, let's not forget last year, they came out against the Jets and they were a dud. I mean, I not, would not be surprised if Detroit came out again, especially defensively, and did not play well. And at number five, Josh Jacobs. I like this kid. He's an underrated guy in fantasy. He's going to get touches. And now with the Antonio Brown suspension, he might even get a couple more touches in that game. Now, if you're looking for sleepers, I love Duke Johnson for the Texans. I still think he's going to be the number one back. I think even though they got hide there, Johnson's going to get a bulk of the carries, especially if you're in a PPR league. He's going to be a nice check down out of the backfield. They got a lot of weapons. They improved the offensive line. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game, especially against New Orleans as well. So this, to me, is a great matchup. And look, to me, Johnson, if you have him, he needs to be in your lineup as either an RB2 or a flex this week. And a deep sleeper, I have two. Uh, I still have Tony Pollard this week. And the reason I continue to have him, even though Zeke is back, is... I don't think that the Cowboys, and I know what they're saying again and again, that they're going to give Zeke his carries. I mean, he hasn't been hit. He hasn't been in camp. I still think he, you're going to see Pollard get at least 10 to 12 carries, maybe two to three targets out of the backfield. If you're really that desperate for a flex play and you're looking to get points from him and you're in a league where you can get some PPR value or you're just looking for a deep flex, I mean, Tony Pollard wouldn't be the worst option. I still think he could maybe sneak in a touchdown. But even if he gets you 50 yards and a couple of catches and gets you a solid eight or nine points in a standard league, he might not be the worst flex in the world. But then my deep sleeper, especially in the PPR league, is Ty Montgomery for the New York Jets. Le'Veon Bell came out this week and said he wants 50 touches against the Bills. That's not happening. 
Look, he hasn't played football in over a year. The Jets are not going to burn him out in the first game. And look, they know it's a marathon, not a sprint. And because of that, Ty Montgomery, don't forget this, especially in this system, he's the running back wide receiver that's gotten a lot of play in the preseason. He's gotten probably the most snaps of any running back with Sam Darnold. I think that's crucial. I think you're going to see Ty Montgomery used a lot as a hybrid this year, not only as a running back, but as a wide receiver. And he could be a good boom player as a weekly flex, depending on if you're in a PPR league and his usage. I mean, I do think you're going to see the Jets, because they're somewhat limited to wide receiver, use Montgomery, use Bell as slot wide receivers. They're going to spread them out. And we got to see what their usage is in the first four weeks. But in week one, the Jets are not going to overuse Le'Veon Bell. I think the first four weeks, they're not going to use him. I think they're going to slowly ease him into the season because they want him for 16 games. They're not going to burn him out in the first three. So Ty Montgomery is a great deep sleeper and a great flex play, especially in a PPR league. Now for my wide receivers, number one, DeAndre Hopkins. Number two, Juju Smith-Schuster. Number three, Michael Thomas. Number four, Julio Jones. And number five, Odell. And just going through this, Hopkins, number one wide receiver in fantasy. No surprise there. I think Juju is going to have a big game against the Patriots. I understand that he'll get... He'll get special coverage from Gilmore, but I do think they're going to move him around. He's going to get a lot of targets this year, and especially in the PPR league, that'll be valuable. Michael Thomas, he's in that New Orleans Texans game. That's going to be a high shootout, I think. So both Hopkins and Thomas are going to be big plays. Julio Jones is still in that contract year. And Odell I have in the fifth spot because I think he's looking to make a statement, especially the first week, and I think the Browns. Once again, don't forget, week one's kind of a statement game. When you get a new player, you want to prove, hey, this guy's going to work. I think you're going to see an extra effort by the Browns to make sure Odell gets the ball, make him happy, make you know this whole kumbaya to start the season. Odell, look, we got Odell. He looks fantastic. We won the trade. So I do think Odell Beckham will be a great fantasy player and will be top five for me. Now for sleepers, for wide receivers, I have Marvin Jones for Detroit. Now, look, Marvin Jones is a solid number two, especially that they've had in Detroit. But Arizona, they have a horrible pass defense. And I do think this could be a game that gets a little bit high scoring, so he'll get his targets. And look, Matthew Stafford, he's like the Buick of fantasy football quarterbacks. He's not sexy, but he is a consistent thrower. They throw the ball a lot. Even though they have a little bit of a running game now, they're a pass-first offense. So if you have a wide receiver, they're going to get targets. Emmanuel Sanders, I really like him, uh, especially coming back. I think Joe Flacco, that's his one big deep threat that Joe Flacco is going to take shots down the field. And the Raiders, I do not like their secondary at all. And my deep sleeper is Nicole Hardman from Kansas City. Now, I do think this is going to be a wide receiver to keep an eye on all season long. But especially with that great secondary, you're going to need to get to your second and third progressions. He fits nicely as the number two or three on the depth chart. In Kansas City, I think they'll get him some targets. And look, he might not have a breakout game, but we could be seeing the start of him becoming a focal point of that offense in Kansas City. So I think that he is a nice deep sleeper if you're desperate for a wide receiver. Now for tight ends, I mean, you can basically flip-flop these orders throughout the season for the first three. Kelsey, Kittle, and Ertz. I mean, every week I think they're going to be the top three. Maybe you might see one drop to four, but... Basically, they're your top tight ends. Number four, Evan Ingram for the Giants. 
His target shares went up dramatically when Odell wasn't in the lineup last year. And look, he's going to be the biggest target. That offensive line's going to have to get the ball out quick. And if it's not checked down to Saquon, it's going to be a pass to him over the middle. I think we're going to see Engram really have a big breakout year at the tight end position. And then O.J. Howard for the Buccaneers at five. I mean, once again, I don't love the secondary for San Francisco. I think Jameis Winston's going to have a good first game. And Howard might not be a consistent top five tight end, but he's one of those guys I think he's going to be a tight end tease. There's going to be weeks where you're like, wow, he's a top five tight end. And then there's going to be some weeks where you're disappointed where he doesn't crack the top 10. But this week, I think he's going to be a good play for the first week. Now, I have two good sleepers for tight ends, especially because we're so thin with the tight end position. Now, Delaney Walker, good matchup against Cleveland. Cleveland struggles covering the tight ends, and also he's really the most reliable target I really like over the middle of the field. Marcus Mariota has a great rapport with him, and look, he's coming back from injury. There's going to be a great pass rush. They're going to have to get the ball out quick. So I could see him easily getting five targets, 50 yards. If you're in a PPR league right there, that's 10 points right off the bat. And especially if you're looking for a touchdown, I think he's going to get find the end zone in this game against the Browns. So I think he's a good, solid, a solid play for week one. And then my deep sleeper, and he's even gone up now today while I'm recording this, uh, Darren Waller, the tight end for the Raiders. I mean, we have to remember the Raiders, they were top five in the league last year targeting tight ends. And they now have a new one in Darren Waller. And now Antonio Brown suspended the first game. For Carr's game, he's best at those intermediate throws, also known as tight end territory. So I do think you're going to see Waller with that great pass rush. I could see him getting five to six catches in this game, could potentially find the end zone. I do think by the end of the season, he will be a good top 10 potential tight end play. So get him on your roster early. And especially in this first game without Antonio Brown, I do think you're going to see him get the ball. And especially now that with Brown out, you're going to see a couple of those targets to be dispersed to the secondary target so he could get an extra target or two with Brown out of the lineup. Now my defenses for week one, I have the Eagles, number one, taking on Colt McCoy in a Redskins offense that basically doesn't have their left tackle, and their best running back will be a second-year player that's coming off an ACL injury. I mean, this is basically what you look for in fantasy football. Bad quarterback matchup inexperienced skill position, and more importantly, a bad offensive line. I could see the Eagles scoring a lot of points. Going off of that, number two, the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, look, Miami, I know they trade on the offense, and now you look, they take arguably their best receiver out. They lose their good left tackle. The Ravens, I don't love their defense long term, but they do have a good young pass rush, and they can get to the quarterback, and that defensive design is designed to get to the quarterback. Look, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's had moments. But let's not forget last year in Tampa Bay, he also had a better offensive line than he does now. He had Mike Evans, a lot of good wide receivers on that Buccaneers team. And right now, I just don't think he's got the weapons. I don't think he's got the mobility at this point to evade the pass rush. I just think the Ravens, this could be an ugly game in Miami and the Ravens, I really like them, especially going against the Dolphins with their decimated offensive line now in Ryan Fitzpatrick. Number three, and I keep seeing them rated low, and I don't get it, the Seattle Seahawks. Look, the Bengals, they don't have A.J. Green, their best offensive player. They have Andy Dalton, who's nothing to write home about at quarterback. They don't have a great offensive line. 
I just think that especially in Seattle, I always give the Seahawks defense an extra three points just for playing at home because of that crowd noise, because of the pass rush. I think that it's going to be a big advantage for them. And look, Jadavian Klein might not play every snap, but if he's on the field, he's a difference maker. This is an underrated unit. Now, they might not be a team you keep on your roster for all 17 weeks, but if you have them or you need a defense for week one, start the Seahawks at home against the Bengals. Number four, the Denver Broncos. I mean, they're playing the Raiders. But here's the big thing. Antonio Brown is now out. They don't have to worry about game planning for Antonio Brown. To me, he's the one guy in that lineup you have to game plan around. Now you can get after Carr. I don't love the Raiders' offensive line. I think you can get to them with that great pass rush of Chubb and especially with Von Miller. I could see them having a multi-sack game, getting potentially five sacks in this game. They have a good secondary that can force the turnover. And look, Carr can be a little careless with the football at times. He was better at the end of the season last year. But without A.B., I think you might see him try to force some throws. So I think the Broncos are a great play on Monday night. And at number five, the Bears. I mean, the Bears are the number one drafted fantasy defense in all of football. But I do think Aaron Rodgers, don't forget, last year when he was hobbled, he came back against this team. I understand it's in Chicago. But temper your expectations. I still think they're going to put a top five performance up. But if you're expecting them to be the number one defense in week one, I think you're going to be disappointed. But overall, still a solid play that you can't go wrong with. So that's going to do it for week one. Now remember, if there's anything you want me to do, I would love to hear from you guys. I tailor this to you. Do you want me to mention guys that you want to sit? If you have any questions about long-term fantasy plays, I can do that. If you have any questions, make sure to tweet them at Rich Sports Talk on Twitter. That's at Rich Sports Talk on Twitter or email us at richsportstalk at gmail.com. But that's going to do it for this episode. And until next time, I'm your host, Nolan Rich, and this is Fantasy Football presented by Rich Sports Talk.